Hi, and welcome to Psychic Today. I'm your host, Jill Roberts, and let's get to a new episode. First of all, I'd like to wish everybody a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. I know it's been some time. I had my children home during the holidays, and I'm just starting my next season here on Psychic Today. And today I want to talk about chakras, and if we have enough time, we'll do a couple of great um, crystals and stones that I would like to tell you all about, especially for awakening. And the reason I'm talking about awakenings is I'm going to be starting a live course, and I would love, if you're interested in this, to contact me or leave a comment, whether it's on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, my website, or email me at info at psychicmediumnyc.com. I, of course, can accommodate up to 100 people um, for this first session. And then after that, it will be a more of a self-study program that you could do on your own. And then you will have one-on-one sessions with me for any questions or um, any things you'd like to talk about once a month during the time that you're doing the self-study course. So the first live session is going to take place in a month or two, maybe the end of February, beginning of March. And the reason why I'm calling it Awakenings is because for 2019, I want to try to enlighten as many people as possible into remembering who they are and have them be able to do the things that I do. Okay? So, and like I've always said before in my other episodes, I am not just this, you know remarkable person that I have these gifts and no one else has them. Everybody, every one of you have them. Okay. You have them. It's just a matter of training and bringing them out. You forgot about them. You had them as a child. And unfortunately, when we get into the traditional education system, we tend to, um, lose them. So wherever you are in your life, I hope that I can help. So what I want to talk about today is the seven physical chakras up and down the spinal column. Okay. There are many more physical chakras. Um, I don't want to confuse anybody. There are chakras outside the body. Um, I don't want to get too technical here. Okay. The reason I want to do this besides to have you understand each chakra is that I'm going to be doing a two-part episode with the fantastic Francesca Mancini of Giardino Blue Jewelers. And we're going to be talking a lot about crystals, wearing them in jewelry, how to use them on an everyday basis. Um, I would like to talk about certain stones for certain chakras, if we have time for it. And I know... Loads of people get confused between chakras and the clairs. Now, chakras 
are points in the body that are energy that have to be balanced and they help us with certain things. The clairs are our psychic senses. So for example, clairvoyance is psychic seeing. Okay, clairaudience is psychic hearing. So it could be because they both start with C and, you know, a lot of this stuff can get confusing. So I'm going to start with the seven chakras that are most common and what most people talk about. And those will probably be the ones that we talk about in the in our upcoming episodes in a couple weeks. Um, So there are seven. And they start from the bottom of the spine all the way up to the top of your head. And they have different colors and they do different things. Okay. So the first chakra is called the root chakra. And the root chakra's color is red. Okay. Now, this does not mean you can go by color if you want to choose stones via color. That is completely fine. If you want to get a little bit more in depth, which is what I'd like to do on um, the episode with Francesca, you know, we're going to go a little bit more onto the not so um, commonly used chakra stones. Um, And I'll give you an example here and there uh, in this episode. But for the root chakra... This is the chakra that grounds you, okay? This is a chakra that is connected, is where you connect basically to the earth, to Gaia, to Mother Earth. You're going to want to use, of course, red stones, but you want to use black and brown stones as well, okay? So, for example, you can use black tourmaline, black uh, obsidian, You want protective stones. Okay, this is a protective chakra. And for an example, I have um, two different grounding techniques, which I'll go over in other episodes. But when I am doing, let's say, an entity removal or um, an exorcism, I will want to protect myself by using specialized protective stones. And, um, you know, my go-to stones, it it all depends. I use um, uh, a particular shaman stone, which is both male and female. Usually they come in pairs. One is male, one is female. And I do a grounding method where I I ground my um, energy to this stone to protect me while I am going out remotely as a proxy for that person and dealing with the um, negative entity or demon or whatever you want to call whatever it is that I'm dealing with at that moment and, you know, clearing out the situation. I remind you, these things can be done remotely. They can be done from a distance. I've done one in Arizona. I'm doing one in Massachusetts. I live in New York City. So, you know, one has been done over thousands of miles. So just to give a quick recap, now that we have Wi-Fi, you know, spirits and 
energies and whatever else every energy anything can travel via fiber optics okay so whatever you google or whatever you start looking at that may not be so um, vibratorily high if it's vibratorily low you are you could get a hook or an implant from a negative entity especially if you're not protected that's just an example um, so the same thing do with crystal healing you know distance crystal healing is just as effective as seeing me on the Upper East Side and me putting stones directly on your body. That doesn't have to happen anymore. I can do grids. I can do um, layouts um, where it would be on you, but from a distance, and you would see great um, effects from it, wonderful effects from it, as a matter of fact. I, I do that. Um, same thing with mediumship. Um, it's easier to connect with your loved ones via, if we do a Zoom conference, because your loved ones are with you, and they're going to be where you live, right? I mean, we're not talking negative entities now. We're talking your loved ones who have passed. So they may not be so keen on coming to my place. So it's a lot easier for me to see them with you through a conferencing than it is, you know, and with you sitting in my kitchen or in my, my home office. So, you know, a lot of people are confused about that. Some people, you know, want to have the immediacy of a reading and that's fine. But the way I work, I like to have three to four channeling sessions before I meet with my clients in, in for the appointment. And what I do is if there's a specific person you want to get in touch with, I don't want to know who that person is to you, that person's name, as little detail as possible. Because what I practice is the art of evidential mediumship when I am doing mediumship services. And... Um, I like to get all that information for you prior to our appointment. So when we sit down, I tell you who is coming through, what their name is, what their occupation was, how they passed, any anniversaries, birth dates, any dates I get, um, memories. That way, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, that your loved one is there. I could care less if it's, it's not because I want you to think I'm a wonderful medium. You know, plenty of people can be vague with, oh, there's a female presence coming through and uh, she's older. It must be your grandmother. Well, depending on your age, most likely your grand one of your grandparents has passed, your grandmothers. You know, I'm not a fortune teller. I'm not here to waste my time and your money. I want everything to be as authentic as possible. And I want you to have the best experience as possible. So that's all I'm going to say as far as mediumship is concerned. Right now, I'm more concerned about chakras, you aligning these energy centers in your body, and working with some crystals with them, okay?
because this is for your best benefit. So the root chakra, again, you can use protective stones, black stones, as well as red stones. Okay, that is your grounding center. Now, right above your belt, right underneath your belly button is your sacral chakra, and that connects to sexuality and creativity, and that's orange. So you could use carnelian here, because even though carnelian is a red stone, it is kind of reddish orange, and I find carnelian to be very helpful with the sacral chakra. You could use creative stones, stones to enhance creativity. If you're an artist, any type of artist, whether that's, you know, illustration or writing or whatever. Um, it's the chakra of passion, what you're passionate about. Okay. Could be filmmaking. It could be anything. Um, so creativity has many, many different layers. So carnelian is, is a great stone for that, I feel, um, as far as the, you know, kind of more common stones, easy stones to get. I do suggest you do get um, raw natural stones as opposed to stumble, as stumbled, listen to me, as opposed to tumbled stones, because tumble stones do tend in the tumbling process to lose their energy. Okay, so you're cutting down on the energy, and when we're dealing with chakras and we're dealing with stuff like protection or creativity or sexuality, we want all the energy from the stone as much as possible. Okay, so next we're going to deal with the solar plexus. The solar plexus is located right above our belly button, so we're going from down up. Okay, it's the third chakra, its color is yellow. This is the emotional center of us, okay? We don't feel things in our brain. We don't feel things in our heart. We feel things in the trunk area of our body, okay? Now, when I mean heart, I mean the organ, okay? If you've ever heard somebody describe anxiety as having a nervous stomach, that is a perfect example of our emotions laying at the, at the solar plexus. So yellow stones are good for this. You could use amber. It's a nice light stone. It's not heavy. You could use uh, yellow jasper. You could use heliodor, uh, which is a golden beryl, but it's also a very strong um, channeling stone, heliodor. Um, so you have a lot, and it's a little, it's a lot more expensive. Um, there's stones that have dual, um, dual um, effects on different things. So you'll have a stone that's good for two different things, two different chakras, like Heliodor. Um, right now, I'm going to try and just give you the most simplest explanation as possible, okay? So if you've ever had your heart broken and you use the example, oh, I was gutted. Well, of course, it's right there. Our intuition is right there too, believe it or not. If you've ever felt anything in your gut, 
having a gut feeling. That is our solar plexus. You know, this is where all of that comes from. Now, the next chakra is the heart. And it's green. Now, color-wise, you can use green stones and you can use pink stones here. Some good examples of pink stones, of course, are rose quartz, because now we're talking about love, right? The heart. Um, We are, you could also use, if you want to get a little bit more, um, uh, like, not as common type of stones. You could use a uh, pinkish or reddish color mica. You could use morganite. You could use cherry tourmaline, which I absolutely adore. I have a beautiful cherry tourmaline um, necklace that Francesca made me that lays exactly where I needed to lay on my heart chakra, which is just perfect. I also have a matching ring. Thanks to Francesca. I only buy my jewelry from her because she uses all natural um, stones. And we are just such kindred spirits when it comes to loads of things, but especially when it comes to our love of crystals, seeing them as energy beings themselves and and beautiful creatures. So, um, yes, cherry tourmaline is is another great um, heart chakra. If you want to do green stones, you could do emerald, you could do peridot, you could do, now I mean raw, so it's not going to be the faceted, beautiful, you know, clear stones that I'm talking about. It's not going to cost you a lot of money either if you get them in the raw or natural state. It's a lot cheaper than getting like, you know, I mean, if you have an emerald ring, you could definitely take it off and put it there. You know, if you don't want to go out and buy one, you know, buy a stone, Um you know, you make do. And also, by the way, these are just suggestions. These are not exactly what I would particularly use. I mean, yes, the Morganite, because it's more of an unconditional love, love of humanity, not so, you know, um, not talking about passionate love. That you could get a stone that connects that and the sacral chakra, and you would have romantic love too. Um, but we're talking about, you know, unconditional love, um, for each other, not just romantic love. Okay. Um, a great stone you could use there is bloodstone. I talked about it in, um, the Christmas episode, I believe it's green and it has, um, some red in it and, What's great about this stone is not only does it open up your heart chakra, but it is thought to um, connect to Christ consciousness. So it's a great stone to also meditate with if you're looking to, you know, open up to remembering who you are and enlightenment and can and channeling. So it does both work with the fourth chakra, which is 
the heart chakra and the sixth and seventh, which is the third eye and the crown. Okay, so right now we're just finishing up on the green heart chakra. And now we're going to move on to the throat chakra. So there's the throat chakra, of course, is blue and it represents communication. Speaking your mind, public speaking, um, being able to tell your truth as far as being able to say what you mean to a loved one um, who maybe you may feel that you're not able to do that with um, these stones, uh, this color and stones of this color can definitely help. Um, some good examples um, are you could use uh, lapis lazuli, which is a darker blue, and that also works with the third eye as well. You could use, oh, I was just thinking of the stone a few seconds ago, that was a little bit more. Uh, you could use a blue topaz, believe it or not. It's a light blue, but it will work there. You could use... Um, but of course now we're talking about the natural state of it. Um, you could use kyanite, blue kyanite, um, which again is also good to opening up. You could use blue, blue tiger, blue tiger's eye, which is also known as hawk's eye. Um, that's a fabulous stone to use for communication. Um, now we're going to talk about the sixth chakra, which is the third eye, which is, of course, waking up to who we were at soul level and at core level, who we've forgotten who we are, um, to open up our psychic senses, to become the seeker, okay? The pineal gland is connected with the third eye. And it's basically the pineal gland is where the third eye, the beginning of where the third eye is. If you go to the right or to the left, depending on which side of the head you're doing, to where kind of like above your ear, but at the height of the third eye. And that's basically where your pineal gland is about. Okay. It's this little tiny, um, little tiny gland. And it's responsible for so much. It can get calcified. It's a matter of balancing your chakras. Um, we'll go into that in another episode. And as far as being underactive or overactive, we'll talk about that too and what we can do for that. Um, and a practice that I use to cleanse out my chakras on a regular basis. Um, so the third eye is good for opening yourself up to channeling, opening yourself up to your psychic senses, clairvoyance, clairaudience, claircognizance, clairsentience, and so on and so forth. Um, um, lazulite is an amazing stone for this. And two stones that I want to talk about real quickly after the break, um, which will clear out your third eye completely uh, within seconds. And it is, part of it is blue. 
Um, but so this color is more of a purplish blue. It's an indigo color. Amethyst, a lot of people use amethyst. Again, I find amethyst to be overused. I find amethyst to be a great anxiety stone. So definitely, if you're having any type of anxiety, carry a little amethyst with you. Um, it, it is a great stone for your third eye chakra, but I just feel it's, it can be utilized for other things better. And then the last, the seventh chakra, is our crown chakra, and that's white. And some great um, stones we can use for that is selenite. Selenite is an amazing stone. It usually usually comes in like three inch sticks, three to four inch sticks. You can buy them, and if you're meditating and you have stones on you, definitely do it laying down. And you can just put one up at the top of where your hair is when you're laying down on your pillow. And that's wonderful there. You don't have to actually hold it. You can just place it there. Um, and then place the other stones, of course, accordingly on the chakras. Um, and, you know... Clear quartz and Herkimer diamond are fantastic amplifiers of um, any stones that you work with. But they're great with the crown chakra as well. So it's going to amplify the effects of the selenite. Now, so these are just base examples of stones that work with work well with the uh, the the seven chakras in the spinal column. From the crown to the third eye to the throat to the heart to the solar plexus to the sacral and to the root. Okay. But usually the numbers of them go from, you know, root chakra up to crown. So I'm going to go over it really quickly one more time. The first chakra is the root chakra, it is red and it is connecting you to being grounded, being grounded in your body, being protected, and connecting you with Gaia, okay? The second chakra is below your belly button. It is orange. It is the sacral chakra. It deals with sexuality and creativity. The third chakra is above your belly button a little bit. It's the solar plexus. It is yellow, and this is our emotional um, parts of of this is where that energy center is, okay? Then we have number four is the heart chakra. It is green. Again, you can use green and pink or red stones, certain red stones for that. Um, and that is the area where we need to open up, be a little bit more vulnerable to for other people and unconditionally love other people. Okay, then we have the fifth chakra, which is blue. It is the throat chakra. This is for communication. We have the sixth chakra, which is the third eye. It is an indigo color, a bluish purple. And you can use, and you can use amethyst. You can use um, other stones like lazulite, lapis lazuli, if you like. Um... um 
trying to think of easy stones to get for that. Uh, Lazulite is a little bit more expensive, but you can use that. You could you could use possibly charite or sugalite. Um, those are purplish stones. Um, and then for the crown chakra, that is white, and that is connecting you to source, the divine, angels, spirit guides, animal guides, animal totems, um, you name it. And that you can use selenite again, clear quartz and Herkimer diamond are great amplifiers. So I'll be back and we're going to talk about Master Shamanite and one other special, special, special uh, stone that I can't wait to tell you about. and we're back. This is Psychic Today and I'm your host Jill Roberts. Now quickly I want to talk about two crystals I can't wait to talk about here and one of them is Master Shamanite. So for Master Shamanite what it does is it links the physical and spiritual realms. It It gives you inner purification. It gives you spiritual protection. It's great for shamanic journeying and transformation to the diamond self. The element for Master Shamanite is storm and the chakras that it affects, now that we talked about chakras, is all, especially the fourth chakra, which is the heart, the sixth, which is the third eye, and the crown, which is the seventh. Okay. Now, Master Shamanite is a carbon-rich form of calcite. It forms in black masses, and it's found in remote mountainous areas of Colorado. It's a calcium carbonate mineral with a hardness of only three. So if you know anything about the Mohs hardness scale, and this is what minerals and stones and crystals are based on, they go from one to ten, and 10 being very hard like diamonds. So this is a hardness of three. So it's, it's of course, it's not going to disintegrate in your hands when you hold it, but you may not want to put it in water depending, you know, definitely use smoke to um, smudge them, to, to cleanse them. You don't want to use water, you don't want to use salt. I wouldn't, you know, you could put it in soil underground. I can't do that here in Manhattan. But, you know, if you live in a house and you have a yard and you can do that, then, you know, that I assume would be okay. Anyway, calcites are among the most varied and abundant crystals. And they occur in a wide spectrum of forms and colors. The crystal system is rhombohedral. But specimens can appear as all different types of, you know, they can be prisms, they can be masses, they can be scalocytes, etc. 
Most master shamanite specimens appear as non-crystallized masses, so they're more like stones, okay? The name master shamanite refers to the spiritual qualities of the stone. And between me and you, that is what's the most important, right? So, which is said to facilitate entrance into shamanic states of consciousness. And as a shaman, I can tell you that, you know, I do use shaman stones, and they are extremely helpful. They are earth-based. They are protective. They, they keep me from, you know, um, leaving the body too much and uh, with consciousness. Um, but this stone is, is, is wonderful. Uh, Master Shamanite has been treated, treasured rather, as a protective talisman by Native American tribes, with certain varieties being called... Toho, which is mountain lion, it's used for even ceremonial carvings. It's used for amulets, beaded jewelry. It's said that present-day Native peoples of the Southwest know it as a protective stone with the power to heal spiritual wounds, ancestral troubles, and grief. So Master Shamanite is aptly named. It can be very helpful for initiating inner journey and connecting inwardly with power animals and spirit guides. It's a stone of the ancestors, aiding one in communicating with spiritual elders and guides on the other side, as well as loved ones who have passed. So it's a great stone to use for mediumship as well, and channeling. It's a stone of those who wish to walk between worlds and to heal others through soul retrieval. And this is a problem that we've been having lately, you know, between the implants and, you know, ancestral karmic debts and, um, you know, having parts of our soul from, and I'm not talking about this incarnation. When I do a divine soul blueprint, we go all the way back to where your soul originates from. Um, you know, there is we do have holes in our soul, okay? And we can retrieve those parts. It's kind of a complicated, almost like procedure. Um, it's done via, um, it, it's a step-by-step it's a -step technique that I use. And I use crystals and I use my shamanic um training and my Akashic Records training to combine everything up into your blueprint. And if there's any web tears or any, like I said, retrieving of parts of your soul, that can be done when we do a divine soul blueprint. Okay. So that, again, is one of my services that you'll find on my website if you're interested, psychicmediumnyc.com. Okay, so um, let's get back to soul retrieval. Okay, and it can help dispel the fear of death through bringing, you know, someone to a clear experience that death is not the end of one's being. Master Shamanite resonates with the heart and the third eye chakras. It can activate a synergy of these energies to open the portal of the crown 
through, um, I'm sorry, open a portal through the uh, portal of the crown chakra. This is important for shamanic journeying in which one, you know, wishes to leave and re-enter the body through the crown. They want the body protected. Um, again, like I was saying, there are some stones that can bring all of that to you in your body without you having to, you know, travel. But, you know, that's up to the person. That's up to you if that's what you want to do. The calcite component of shamanite facilitates, you know, like a calm awareness, making it easier to remain centered during this time. So, um, of your inner or outer life. Master shamanite also resonates in some some mysterious way with beings thought of as interdimensional. The impression of that these beings are invisibly present in higher frequency realms, wishing to help humanity make its transition into expanded consciousness and wholeness, and that Master Shamanite is used in meditation to help one become aware of them and their benevolent intentions. You know, and and this goes to any good channeler who, you know, talks about the galactic foundation of light, light beings. Uh, you may hear the term star seeds. Um, and us, not everyone, because I'm not, I'm a um, soul blueprint changer, which is very rare. Um, but a lot of people hear of the Palladians and the Syrians, and I'm not talking about the Syrians in the Middle East. <laughs> it's spelled differently. Um, the different star, um, we are called star seeds if we belong to those group of people. Okay. And just so you know, the Lemurians were here on Earth. They're not a star people. All right. So if you have if you hear anybody talking about Lemurians being, you know, part of the Starsi community, it's not true. Um, so it can also, you know, help expose the activities of so-called demonic forces working to keep humans in a lower state of awareness. This exposure can dissolve the power of negative beings to hold on to a state of limitation. Master shamanite offers spiritual protection to those who simply wear it or carry it, and it offers more to those interested in serious work, especially serious inner work. If one wishes, I'm sorry about your hearing, you know, all this construction going on. Again, I'm in New York City, so this is... If one also wishes to be a warrior light, Master Shamanite can be a powerful ally. The carbon component of Master Shamanite is of particular significance. Carbon is used as an elemental purifier for water, air, and it's a substance of pure diamonds. Master Shamanite contains a very high carbon concentration, is unsurpassed in regard to its capacities for spiritual cleansing and purification. If 
One is in a way of afflicted by negative thoughts, dreams, memories, addictions, entities, or psychic implants. Master Shamanite is the ideal stone for clearing one's etheric body and auric field of these limiting and debilitating influences. A lot of times, um, they will just drain you like it's almost like psychic vampirism these negative entities if you have them that are implanted they are just draining your energy and a lot of people will be misdiagnosed by medical doctors as having narcolepsy or you know um chronic fatigue syndrome and sometimes it's not that at all and if you think about it you just get a crystal if it helps you feel better, then, you know, maybe you don't need to take all the crazy medication that they're giving you to try and keep you awake because you're just so depleted from this going on that you have no energy at all because they're draining your etheric body. <clears throat> so, you know, it's, it's really, really important to not only... Um, you know, go through the proper channels of the medical community, but the metaphysical community too, because sometimes it can help. You know, it's ideal stone for clearing one's, <clears throat> like I said, etheric field and etheric body or fields. And it's a powerful way of reaching down into the depths of the psyche into the past, into your unconscious, into hidden aspects of the inner realms, into deep woundings of the soul, even if it's from past incarnations. And it clears away harmful forces, allowing spiritual kind of rebirth and growth into patterns of one's highest destiny. The attunement of, of this particular crystal is, you know, to the unfolding of one's highest destiny is symbolically and even physically represented in its high carbon concentration. A diamond is pure crystalline form of carbon. It is the highest potential of carbon to become diamond. In its common form, carbon appears dirty, you know, it's yucky it's unworthy of praise within ourselves what lies hidden you know um and it's 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 in our past it's imperfection it's wounds it's flaws it's limitations this all appears to be negative yet just as a diamond emerges emerges from carbon's blackness you know Perfected humans, human beings, arise from within the dark, the difficult, the impure, and even painful blackness of our old unconscious limitations. Fittingly, you know, carbon purifies water, for goodness sakes. They're in the, fil the water filters. If you ever had a Brita, you know, or if you have a water filtration system in your, in your home. Um... You know, it's, it's, and it cleans out other substances. By cleansing it of impurities, it can do this spiritually, you know, it, it, not just for your water. 
And as in the case of Master Shamanite, by removing impurities from the soul body. Just as carbon can filter water, so can Master Shamanite purify the spiritual waters of the soul, enabling the emergence of one's quote-unquote diamond self. That's where diamond comes in from here. Okay, it's, it's both a metaphor, yet not. <laughs> Master Shamanite is preferable to other carbon materials for spiritual purification because it has a calcite component to it. So that's important, all right? Calcite carries an energy of loving gentleness that softens the impact of releasing old negativity and, dis and dissipates stress. The fossil inclusions within Master Shamanite also resonate with the Temple of the Life. You know, so you have these fossils, you know, that have been built up in millions and billions of years. And it's, you know, it's symbolically and, you know, both spiritually and physically, you know, represents life. One can be sure that Master Shamanite contains, contains fossil forms of DNA within its matrix. And this molecule of life helps create a bridge between the living body and the mineral realm. This is the root of Master Shamanite's capacities as a healing stone. Its purifying influence extends beyond clearing old limitations from the soul's history to clarifying the patterns of one's physical and emotional well-being in this lifetime. Shamanite can act to clear the way for healing influences of angels, inner masters, teachers, angelic beings, as well as universal archetype of life itself. It resonates synergistically, of course, with Moldavite, Larimar, Shaman Stones, Numite, Cryolite, Lemurian, Aquatine Calcite, and Merkabite Calcite. Uh, Strontianite combines very beneficially with Master Shamanite for inner journeyers who find themselves assaulted by negative forces. All forms of Azestulite ally themselves readily with Master Shamanite's empowering and purifying energies. Azazio, super-activated Azestulites, and other stones work especially well as well. So we have, I like to do the spiritual, emotional, physical, and then an affirmation. So the spiritual aspects of Merlinite, of not Merlinite, we're going to do Merlinite and mystic Merlinite and all the Merlinites in another episode. Master Shamanite works on multiple levels to cleanse and purify all the layers of, it, of the self. It facilitates shamanic journeying and other types of communication with benevolent spirit beings. It helps dispel negative beings and attachments and facilitates the actualization of one's diamond self. The emotional aspects of Master Shamanite is it uplifts the emotions by clearing away all negative influences. The physical aspects of Master Shamanite is can hate, it can aid, hate, listen to me, it can aid in healing illnesses and imbalances stemming from the influence of negative entities and or attachments. Again, like your drain on energy, okay? And the affirmation here is going to be, I choose the path of spiritual purification 
and aspire to fulfill my highest potential as a warrior of light, the diamond self. I'm going to say it a little bit slower in case you want to grab a pen and paper and write this affirmation down. I choose the path of spiritual purification and aspire to fulfill my highest potential as a warrior of light, the diamond self. One more time. I choose the path of spiritual purification and aspire to fulfill my highest potential as a warrior of light, the diamond self. Okay. Now, I will be back in a minute. I don't know if we have time for the one I wanted to get to, but you know what? I will do this in another episode because I think it's going to take too long. And as it is, I've kept you long enough here. I don't want all of my episodes to become so, 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 so long. Um, so for next time, I will not forget my surprise and special, um, illuminating and awakening type of crystal that I think will blow Moldavite out of the water. (laughs) Okay. And so what I want to say to you is, listen, we all deserve to live an extraordinary life inside, outside, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And I want us to take that journey together. Until next time, make it a fantastic day.